When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's the one thing I've noticed. They get after each other. Dante, Dante, fly! Indy, top left. Three is good, Indy Rogers. What I really appreciate about them is they do want to just play. And, and that's what happens when you bring it every day in practice. You become a disciplined, reliable player. This is Tip-Off Tuesday on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by Toyota. Let's go places. Today's broadcast is also brought to you by Pepsi and Bigfoot Beverages. Go Ducks! Drink Pepsi. Let's talk Oregon Ducks basketball. From the Country Financial Studio, alongside Terry Johns, here's Joey Mack. Well, I'm going to be both of us today because Terry Johns is already in Las Vegas. The Oregon women here on a Tuesday getting ready for a Wednesday game. It's postseason time in Las Vegas. The Ducks and the Huskies square off at 2.30, the scheduled tip time. 2 o'clock pregame show with Terry Johns here on the Oregon Sports Network. Talking with Kelly Graves today on the show and also talking with Dane Altman as Oregon men's basketball prepares for the final regular season homestand. Cal, 8 o'clock on Thursday. Stanford, 1 o'clock on Sunday. It's senior day. We're going to talk with Dane Altman coming up on the show. First, some great news for Oregon women's basketball. Some honors to tell you about. Oregon senior India Rogers was voted to the All-Pac-12 team for the third straight year. She highlighted four Ducks who earned all-conference accolades in a vote of the league's head coaches announced today. Additionally, Oregon freshman Chance Gray and Grace Van Sluten were both selected to the conference's all-freshman team, while Van Sluten and junior Tahina Pow Pow were named 
All-Pac-12 honorable mention. Gray also garnered Pac-12 All-Defensive Team honorable mention recognition. Rogers collects her second straight All-Pac-12 honor at Oregon while being voted to the team for the third straight season overall once at USC. Congratulations to Tina Pow Pow, Chance Gray, Grace Van Sluten, and India Rogers as we head in to the Pac-12 tournament for women's basketball. The bracket. Oh, it all begins with UCLA facing Arizona State in the morning session at noon, then Washington and Oregon, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Might tip off a little later than that, but no matter what, Terry Johns has you covered with 2 o'clock pregame beginning, pregame show beginning at 2 o'clock. Washington State and Cal in the evening session, then USC and Oregon State. The winner of Washington and Oregon will get Stanford. Arizona's the four seed. Utah's the two. Colorado is the three. There's your bracket for Pac-12 women's basketball. Now, on the men's side of things, a top four seed is still in play for Dana Altman's squad. The Ducks coming off a nice win over Oregon State, and they're in fifth place. But if Oregon wins out and if Arizona State loses to UCLA on Thursday, the Ducks would be the four seed. So a lot to play for on the horizon. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Dan Altman. We sat down earlier this morning for nearly 20 minutes. We've also got 20 minutes with Kelly Graves coming up. So it's a full show full of interviews. And we're back after this for Tip-Off Tuesday on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Once a duck, always a duck. That's OCCU. Since 1956, OCCU has been the credit union serving the University of Oregon community. With remarkable checking, my OCCU mobile banking, and nationwide ATM access. If you're a duck, you belong at OCCU, where you'll find fewer fees, higher savings rates, and lower rates on loans. And lots of fellow duck fans. Go Ducks! Join OCCU. Learn more at myoccu.org slash remarkable. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at Proactive Physical Therapy Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With 16 convenient locations across Oregon and southwest Washington. Contact Proactive Physical Therapy Specialists today at ProactivePTS.com to see a physical therapist. Proactive Physical Therapy Specialists. A proud partner of Oregon Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Duck fans in the game. You're listening to Ducks Basketball on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. Thank you. 
Back inside the Country Financial Studio, tip-off Tuesday presented by Toyota. We got Oregon women's basketball in the postseason. Kelly Graves discussing that coming up in a moment. But first, Dan Altman, uh, the Oregon men's basketball head coach, and I chatted earlier today heading into Cal on Thursday and Stanford on Saturday. I said Sunday earlier. I don't know why I said Sunday. Saturday, the Ducks play Stanford, and it's senior day. A lot to discuss coming off that win at Oregon State. My chat with Dane Altman. Coach, coming off a nice victory in a rivalry game. Uh, you, you said post game when we talked, you found a way to win on the road. That's what you had to do. You found a way to win on the road. That's important, right? Without a doubt. Um, you're a little disappointed we lost the lead there. We had a 10-point lead and uh, a couple bad turnovers. We didn't have many turnovers for the game, but uh, kind of untimely ones there and uh, let them back into the game. And But then we recovered and made some plays down the stretch. Rivaldo hit a couple big shots, so uh, we were able to come out with the win. But uh, we got to play better. You know, we got to play better down the stretch. Uh, got to rebound the ball better. Got to handle the ball better. Execution's got to go a little better. But, uh, you know, winning on the road in any conference, you know, was tough. They had a great crowd. It was a great atmosphere over there uh, last Saturday. So, uh, it was a good win for us. You know, take us through those final moments, Coach, and maybe the way, best way for me to ask this question is how big of a deal is it to gain confidence winning a close game like that, particularly on the road? Well, we had lost a couple, so, you know, getting one uh, doesn't hurt at all. Uh, at practice, you know, a little bounce in their step, you know, for winning a ball game. So, Rivaldo was bouncing around pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, no, it it helps. And, uh you know, finishing the game off, we disappointed with the Washington-Washington State game. We weren't able to finish those games, but uh, this was one we were able to get. So uh, definitely doesn't hurt. How about Rivaldo Source, Coach? He's 0-5, and then he finishes the game 2-2 two of two in the final 40 seconds. That's pretty valuable. Well, it, it, it helps him. You know, he's he's been doing a great job defensively. He's, he's really taken the challenge and you know, really worked hard defensively. Um, we've given him a challenge every ball game. He's accepted it. He's he's worked awfully hard. Uh, he struggled a little bit from three, but his two-point percentage has been really good. Uh, he missed a couple inside. You know, just I thought he rushed him just a little bit, but uh, hit two big shots there to you know to tie it up and then to to win it. So. Uh, I'm really happy for him. How about his defensive effort? I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, he's a guy that I think fans love when a guy's diving on loose balls, and he's done that for you throughout this no, year. No, no, he's he's really challenged himself. He's really developed his defense. Uh, he had a good defensive coach in junior college. Steve does a good job, and, you know, he's really, you know, it's a mental thing, and, and he's taken that challenge and, uh, you know, prepared himself mentally to try to guard the toughest guy, and uh, he's done a good job. Um, you know, you look at what he's done and you watch him on film, you know, he's he's really developed as a defender. You talked about everybody having a little pep in their step, probably mostly him. How do you harness that in practice, Coach? Like, just how, how awesome is that to have after a nice victory? Well, the guys, you know, they see, you know, what we have in front of them. They know we've got two games this weekend at home, Cal and Stanford. Uh, you know, it's going to be Will's last game and could be some of our other guys you know with the COVID year exemption everybody's kind of feeling out their options which is is their right Um, but you know it'll be Will's last game and so we'll go out there and really try to get a couple but you know it's a big week for us we got to not only win the games we got to play better you know and get ourselves ready for the tournament so you know with an emphasis on you know what we haven't been doing well 
you know, some of the turnovers, some of the blockouts late. Uh, we're winning the rebounding battles, but we're giving up some, like, kind of the untimely turnovers, some untimely offensive rebounds. You know, I did want to ask you about that. Like, it feels like the, the things that you and I have talked about over the course of, of the entire year, like those untimely turnovers, it, it's almost like they've always come at the worst times for you, you know? I, I don't even know. Like, is that just bad luck? Is it execution? I don't know. What is it? Well, I, I think it's a combination of both. You know, some of it, um, you know, we just we haven't performed some of it. We haven't executed at the right time. Um, but some of it, you got to give credit to the other team. Yeah. You know, they've made plays at the right time. And uh, when we make plays at the right time, for example, you know, it's tied and they have an offensive possession and, and they turn the corner. Uh, Kano turns the corner and looks like he's going to get a layup, and Dante just does a great job challenging the shot, and and he doesn't even get it to the rim. Right. You know, I mean that that's just a good defensive play yeah. by a you know a good player. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of it you got to give the other team credit, but some of it you know we just we haven't performed, we haven't executed, we haven't shown the discipline that we need to make plays at certain times. And I know as a coach, you'd probably like in the last few games in particular where you get up by double digits, keeping it at double digits, uh, that would make you feel a lot better, wouldn't it? Well, it sure would uh, (laughs) make the thing a lot. You know, we get up 10 on Oregon State, and we had – they got it down to seven, and just watching the film, we had three possessions, you know, to to get it back to 9, 11, 13, and – you know, we just didn't perform, you know, and, and a couple bad turnovers, uh, one bad execution of a play, and, you know, we, did, we didn't get it. Right. And then so now they, they hit a couple free throws finally, but we had three defensive stops, three offensive possessions to get it back to 9, 11, 13, like I said, and, and we just didn't do a good job. Yeah, I did want to ask you too, Coach, about the, the, the two-point versus three-point percentage. I think this might be the first time all year that I can say, Coach, you shot it really great from three. You shot it pretty good at the free-throw line, if not really good at the free-throw line. I mean, that's nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, that's a change for us because, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we haven't shot free-throws well. We have in conference play. Yeah. Uh, we didn't early. Yeah. Uh, but we've really picked it up there. I hope I didn't jinx us by saying that. I'll but, knock on uh, wood for you. You know, we, we have shot them better. Uh, Dante hit two big ones. Yeah. Will hit two big ones to, to get us back in there. Um, but no, we we took better threes. We had we had good inside outside threes. We feeding Dante. Dante kicked it out. Uh, inside out threes are usually the highest percentage for any level, high school, college, pros. And um, we had a few good looks inside out. You talked about th- this being a big week, getting better. It's also a big week because it is senior weekend. You know, for Will Richardson, coach, just sum it up for us. What's he meant to the program in his time here? Well, you know, he's he's fought injury and and he's really played, you know, hurt a lot. Yeah. Uh, but you know, fans are quick to forget. Uh, He's been on two Sweet 16 teams, two conference championship teams, a tournament championship team, and he's been a big part of all those. And uh, he's basketball savvy, he's good, he's got a good feel. And even though he's fighting those injuries, the other night he had seven assists, one turnover. Um, you know, so he missed a couple shots he usually hits, but, you know, that's part of the game. But. He's done a good job for us, and uh, he's fought injury. He's played with pain, and, uh, you know, I I think he's been a big part of it. Um, you know, what we've accomplished, 
Uh, he's going to play the most games ever because of the COVID stuff. But, uh, you know, he's done a great job for us. And uh, like I said, he's been a part of some really good teams and a big part of those teams. And like I said, you, you leave your college career and you've won a couple conference championships. You've been to two sweet 16s. You've won a tournament championship. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys don't get any one of those six things, and, right. and he's been able to accomplish a few things. And still the time left in this season. Absolutely. You know? No, no. And, and that was with, you know, we were the number one seed in 20, and uh, that was with that being canceled. Right. Yeah, who knows what could have happened, right, that yep. year. I think everybody still thinks about that. Dane Altman joining us. You know, and, and talking about Coach, like, playing through it, you know, that that's something that I feel like a lot of fans maybe don't realize how often that has to happen, right? You talk about guys playing through stuff, and I just did want to ask you, like, he has those seven assists. He, he, he does so many different things to, to help you win. How impactful is that even to his teammates around him, that he can do other things than just scoring to impact a game? Well, you know, Will knew that Brendan wasn't going to play, and, you know, so he – he said, oh, you know, I want to play. And, uh, you know, like I said, seven assists, one turnover. You know, even though he didn't score a lot of baskets, uh, he made it possible. He had Dante on a couple nice, yeah. you know, plays and moved the ball well. You know, he knows our offense better than anybody uh, with Key and Jermaine both being first-year guys and missing, you know, right. all the games they've missed. Um, you know, we need him out there. And, and so, uh, again – um, I, he, we wouldn't have won a two point game if he wouldn't have played. Yeah. I, you know, I know that, and so he was instrumental in us getting that win. I, I revisit those seven assists. I mean, I thought that was a huge deal from Will Richardson. And we've got more coming up with Dane Altman talking about Senior Weekend Saturday against Stanford, but first Thursday against Cal. Talking more with Coach Altman when we come back. It's Tip Off Tuesday presented by Toyota on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Dear winter, Toyota's got 20 vehicles with available all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive, and that's more than any other auto brand. So you bring the action, and we'll bring the traction. Always Toyota. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturers' websites as of 11-21-22. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. Dear Winter, Toyota's got 20 vehicles with available all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive, and that's more than any other auto brand. So you bring the action, and we'll bring the traction. Always Toyota. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturers' websites as of 11-21-22. You're listening to Oregon Basketball from Learfield. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. 
Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Back on Tip-Off Tuesday, presented by Toyota in the Country Financial Studio. Part two of our conversation with Dane Altman as the Ducks prepare to face Cal and Stanford. Final regular season weekend, part two with the Oregon men's basketball head coach. And I wanted to ask you about him. We talked about a bit about him post-game, Coach, that you'd like to see him get a little more consistent on the defensive end, but he seems to be getting more and more comfortable as he's played more and more games. What else you want yeah, to see Yeah, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. He's, uh, I think he's played in 16 games now, so, you know, he's he's getting much better feel, and, you know, he does some good things offensively. I would like him to get a lot more engaged defensively. I think there's a lot more there uh, because of his body and his physicality. I think he could be an awfully good rebounder. So I think there's a lot more to his game. And, uh, you know, he's finally kind of working himself into shape. And, you know, it was a long recovery with that knee. And then, you know, he gets back in January. And you don't want to push him too hard too quick. So it's been a little bit of a long recovery for him. How about Dante, Coach? I mean, just the, the impact that he can make, and particularly this weekend in a rematch with the Bay Area schools, Dante sure can make a difference for you. Well, he had 18 rebounds the other night. Uh, I thought that was the most anybody had ever had for us until somebody told me that Boucher got 19 one night. Yeah. But, uh, and Mosier, it's the most since Mosier had, I think, 20 in a conference game. In oh, is 14. that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mike was a good rebounder, too. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, um, 18 rebounds, great effort. Um, you know, Dante's put the most time in, uh, you know. Uh, if he's not an all-conference player, there isn't one. You know, I mean, he's he's put the most time in on our team. And uh, first year he's been healthy, and he's been healthy, and so he's put a lot more time in. Um, and I, you know, I'm really impressed with the way he's playing. And he's getting double teamed all the time, and he hates that. And I keep telling him that's, you know, that's a sign of respect, you know, uh, when somebody double teams you all night. Uh, and so um, he's, he's done a tremendous job, and he's, he's a couple steps away, you know, from developing into an NBA player, I think. He's got to shoot the ball, and uh, he can do that. His touch isn't that bad. He just hasn't worked on it. But, uh, you know, if he develops a 17-footer and uh, just gets a little bit more agile with his game, um, and I think he – he could have a little bit of an NBA career. And how big of a deal is it, Coach? I mean, you talk about injuries, guys bound through it. He's maybe example 1A, 1B of that for you. I mean, just seeing him healthy, that's got to be pretty rewarding for him and for the staff. Well, it is. You know, I mean, he's ACLs are no fun. And and when you're that size, you know, it, it takes a while to recover. But, uh, you know, he's fought it. And like I said, there's nobody been in the gym more than him this year. And, uh you know, I just I love to see that kind of effort rewarded. Uh, you know, and work hard and good things happen. You just never know when. You know, but eventually you see those guys rewarded. Yeah. And uh, sometimes guys get impatient because it doesn't happen right away. 
but like I've always said, you work hard, good things are going to happen. I just can't tell you when. How about Luke Ward, too, Coach? Kind of maybe a similar vein, like a guy who has who has worked hard for you in the background. And it seems like every time he gets in there, and I know plus-minus isn't the perfect reflection of, of a guy's performance, but his plus-minus is usually pretty good. You know, and I told Luke this, if I've made a mistake, it's not putting him in there enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 after the game, I went over his minutes again. Uh, he missed one block out for a rebound that I thought he should have went and got. But other than that, he graded out his effort defensively. Um, turnovers have been a problem for him, you know. And, but, you know, he's tried to make simple plays, which has really helped him on the offensive end. He was ready to shoot an inside-out three, knocked it down. Quincy gave him a nice pass for wide-open three, and he knocked it down. No, Luke, and I, I say this, and I, I hope – he takes it the right way, but he's grown up so much, mm. you know. Uh, you know, he's all about the team. He, you know, he didn't get to play one game, and he was still, you know, about the team. Um, you know, I just uh, really have watched him grow, and he's still got two years left if he wants to finish here, or if he wants to go somewhere else. But he's got two years, yeah. you know, to to play yet. He's going to graduate, you know, this spring. Great. Um, you know, he's just he's grown a lot, and. Um, you know, he's done a great job for us this year. And like I said, you know, that's on me. I, when you watch a film and you see a great, you know, a young man grayed out that high, um, you know, you like as a coach, you go, probably should add him out there a few more minutes, you know. And, and uh, you know, I, I think as a coach, you got to admit that to players. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always pointing out their mistakes. Uh, you better point out a few of your own. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but he's, he's worked. And um, he's put in extra time. And like I said, from his freshman year and his redshirt year to where he's at now, uh, the growth, you know, uh, it took a while. But, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with, with where he's at right now. You know, and in general, Coach, like th- this is sort of the, the, the age that we're in, right, where you, you want instant satisfaction, instant gratification. And it, sometimes it does take time. It's got to be nice to have a player that, that, that's – that's doing that, and even maybe a guy like Will's another example. You know, a guy who stays with you a long time. Those are valuable for a program. Well, they are. You know, um, you know when we were at Creighton, and it was a different time, but we had a lot of four or five year guys. Right. You know, and it, it really helped our program. But you look at our success here, whether it was EJ Singler and Garrett Sim the first year. You know, that longevity, yeah. those guys in the program. Uh, Joe Vaughn, Catron, was here, you know, for five years. You know, we didn't never got through those first couple years without those guys that had been at the University of Oregon for four or five years. And then it was Johnny Lloyd who, who you know, kept us going. Peyton Pritchard, you know, Dylan and, and Jordan and those guys were here three years. You know, it wasn't like they just blew out of here. You know, so if you look at our success or what success we've had, it, it's been because of those guys. And uh, those guys that have hung around and and really been, you know, kind of the cornerstone of our program. Sure. And uh, everybody's always excited about the freshmen coming in and the new guys. But, you know, in this, especially now with the COVID, there's so many more older teams. Uh, you better be old and, and you better have some guys in the program because even if you bring in transfers and, and new guys, you know, it's their first time going through. It's like with Jermaine and – it's their first time going through with us. Um, those guys who have been through it a few years, Dante, mm-hmm. you know, 
Luke's given us good minutes. Will's given us good minutes. Guys have been with us a long time. Um, you know, they're kind of a stabilizing factor. You know, shooting even just beyond basketball, just familiarity with the university, the community, the campus. I can only imagine. You know, I remember what it was like to be 18 in this environment for the first time. That oh, makes yeah. a difference. No, no, it's different. And then we've got Gabe, mm-hmm. Michael, who's done a great job, Brady, mm-hmm. uh, James Cooper. I mean, those guys uh, have been with us, and, you know, I don't talk about them enough, but, man, what they've done on the scout team and giving us looks, um, they, they've been a big, big part. And when we were – down to six and seven guys if it wouldn't have been for those three guys we wouldn't even been able to practice and so they got us through a real rough time there a big picture coach uh, just leave you with this some keys to success down the stretch Uh, we touched on a lot of them just sum it up for us if you could what what do you want to be working on because a chance for a a top four seed still in play here down the stretch well we've we've got to execute better um offensively Uh, transition we got to get a few more buckets out of transition we've talked to our guys about that Uh, rebounding you know, we, we've got to continue to rebound. And uh, and then defensively, you know, we've made strides. We've, we've looked at some different things. But, you know, we've, we've got to stay connected for longer periods of time defensively. And, uh, you know, we just we have a breakdown, and it's different guys a lot that uh, uh, we, we can work so hard on some possessions and then, you know, just give up something that – so we just got to stay connected, and we've got to be disciplined enough to guard for 30 seconds and – and not give up some looks late that we've been giving up or second shots uh, that we've given up that have really hurt us. Big weekend, crowd can help you, and top four seed in the tournament still on the line. We just got to go play, and, and uh, you know, I hope the crowd will come. You know, I, uh, I know they're disappointed in our team, and I understand that. Uh, uh, our guys are a little disappointed. We're all disappointed. We, we anticipated being a little better, and but our guys have fought through some injuries. They've fought through some things, and uh, – can't change what's in the rearview mirror. We can only change what's coming up and hope people are invested in our program that uh, Thursday and Saturday will be big games for us uh, so we can get a little momentum going into that tournament and see what we can make happen. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you all taking right. the time always. Thanks. Dane Altman joining us. Tip-off Tuesday presented by Toyota and the Ducks. Get ready for Cal and Stanford Thursday and Saturday. Big week. When we come back, uh, women's basketball tomorrow in the Pac-12 tournament. Kelly Graves previewing it all with Terry Johns next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Once a duck, always a duck. That's OCCU. Since 1956, OCCU has been the credit union serving the University of Oregon community. With remarkable checking, my OCCU mobile banking, and nationwide ATM access. If you're a duck, you belong at OCCU, where you'll find fewer fees, higher savings rates, and lower rates on loans. And lots of fellow duck fans. Go Ducks! Join OCCU. Learn more at myoccu.org slash remarkable. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at Proactive Physical Therapy Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With 16 convenient locations across Oregon and southwest Washington. Contact Proactive Physical Therapy Specialists today at ProactivePTS.com to see a physical therapist. Proactive Physical Therapy Specialists. A proud partner of Oregon Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Duck fans in the game. You're listening to Ducks Basketball on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, 
you also drive different and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. We're back on Tip-Off Tuesday, presented by Toyota, talking women's basketball with the Pac-12 tournament beginning at 2.30 tomorrow. Ducks and dogs, Oregon on the NCAA tournament bubble. It's postseason basketball. This is what it's all about. And Terry Johns and the Ducks are already in Las Vegas, but yesterday he caught up with Kelly Graves for Tip-Off Tuesday. All right, Coach, uh, we all got big smiles after this <laughs> weekend. It's, uh, it was a nice bounce back by the team and, uh, you know, a, a tough road to hoe, but the, the resilience of this team yeah. just showed up, didn't it? Well, it sure did. And I, what kind of smile? Was it a smile of joy, <laughs> happiness, or one of relief? All uh, of the above, All of probably, the above, yeah. yeah. No, I was really proud of the team. We needed that. That was, uh, that was a great weekend, a, w- a way to finish the, uh, you know, the conference season. Obviously, that that win on Thursday was spectac spectacular, you know, and and uh, uh, you know the crowd was into it. it. Just just left such a great taste in our mouth, you know. And then we followed it up with another great effort on Saturday. So, you know, a resilient team, and uh, you know, after having lost that many in a row, they you'd think they were questioning themselves and things like that. And you, you're around the team every day, and you you see that. Nobody ever lost any faith, and they kept working hard and kept uh, loving each other and working for each other, and uh, and we saw some dividends. And you have to do that. There's a lot of outside noise, and you got to just ignore it. I mean, you can't help but see it sometimes. It's, it's just everywhere. But you just got to ignore it and go, I'm on the right track. And believe. And I thought Tahina said it best in the postgame uh, the, other, the other night. You know, you just got to believe in your path and what you're doing and your work ethic and just keep keep grinding. Yeah, as coaches, we always talk about uh, trusting the process, and just yeah. you just got to keep keep doing it, and um, you know, eventually it it's going to work out. And I'm glad you brought up Tahina because she had such an amazing, you know, weekend, and um, it, it it's hard not to just cheer for her yes. because she's such a good person, got a great heart, great work ethic, as a competitor, and it hasn't you know been her best season, and she just kept grinding and and now at the most important time of the year she's playing her best basketball that she's played since she's been here so um that's pretty exciting 18 three-pointers in three games oh now, wow. i don't know if we could expect that all the time certainly but uh, you know yeah that's you know, yeah you would like come on it. tina yeah yeah let's do it let's keep that going <laughs> you would like it but she only had 18 threes in the last 18 games i think is what uh, chris put out here and i was like Holy cow. But, you know, I mean, that's remarkable that, uh, you know, career high at Washington and threes and 
dropped back to only five against Arizona, but then seven and had six yeah. in the first half against Arizona State. It was it was just crazy to see how comfortable she was with her game. She wasn't forcing anything. It reminded me of the non-conference because she kind of looked like that. Yeah, and uh, then they had that lull, but uh, now she's back. She is, yeah, and like you know, like we just said at, at the the best time of year, yeah, you just. Uh, you know, we we're a different team. We're so much better when when Tahina's playing well, as as she proved this this week. But uh, just I'm just happy for her because I know she's felt the pressure. You know, she she knows she understands. These kids are smart, and uh, uh, and for her to to respond this way, I think it just shows a, a lot of character and a lot of heart. Another player, Filipina Che, uh, rebounding. It's just having a remarkable year and we were talking earlier hopefully she gets most improved she did in the banquet and hopefully in the conference that she will by the coaches and the media but she moved into 10th place on Oregon single season rebounding uh, over the weekend with 320 total rebounds isn't that incredible and she's still got some more basketball to play so she can climb that list yeah has played four or five years of basketball you know (laughs) know. if if you in fact, I I was thinking about this the other day. I need to find the little video that the coach her her coach sent me of her when she was a junior and some of the drills she was working on. It looked like she may have been a fourth, fifth, or sixth grade, and just the the improvement she's made is, has been incredible. When the awards come out, uh, I don't know if they'll be out by airtime, but uh, it would I would love to see her get the most valuable player in the conference because I think she has improved the most of anybody, and she kind of hit a little lull in, during the during the sure. season, and now she's picked it up toward the end. So, um, yeah, if her and Tahina can continue to play like that, we, we become a much more dangerous team. Absolutely. You know, when I had Taya Hansen on uh, here a couple of weeks ago on this show, I talked about, you know, them playing for Team Canada down in Australia in the World Cup. And I said, "What's you know, you were around Philly and, uh, for quite a while there. What do, what do you think? And she says, when Philly realizes what a beast she can be, yeah. look out. And, and that's true. Oh, no doubt. She is a pro. And, and I, in fact, I tell her almost every day Philly the only person can stop you is you (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know I think she's just doesn't believe it's funny I've been watching this uh full swing something that I would recommend everybody the golf golf. and uh Damon uh there's an episode on him and about how he's really self-deprecating and doesn't totally believe how good he is and can be and I think she's like that you know, and uh, she's just got to believe it uh, because she's got all the physical tools and, uh, you know, and, and if she continues to prove by the end of her career here, she's going to be one of our all-time greats. I know you've always said the first thing you look at on the stat sheet is the assists. They returned this weekend, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they did. When when the assists are high, when we're in the 55 to 65% of our field goals being assisted, uh, then I know we're playing our style of basketball, sharing it, moving it. And, uh, and yeah, that came back this weekend. Yeah, and the defense was pretty good, too, wasn't it? You know, I'll tell you, our defense has been sneaky good most of the year. It's yeah. been good enough. I mean, right. we're not an elite defensive team, yeah. but we've been good enough. If our offense is like was like it normally is, like we've been come to, to, known, to be known uh, offensively, then – we don't have a lot more wins, but uh, yeah, the defense has been good. And this weekend, we just kind of, for the first time, I think in a long time, put it all together at both ends of the of the floor. By the way, congratulations to you! One hundredth Pac-12 win was uh, on Saturday against Arizona State. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we've had a great run over the last many years, and uh, 
Good players make for great <laughs> records. It's, uh, you know, how many baskets have I made out of those hundred? None. No rebounds. No assists. I mean, it's we we've been fortunate to have some some really great teams and great players here. Well, part of coaching is recruiting in college, and the, you've had a, some good staffs. And you do right now, and uh, they help out. And then you're you're good at uh, finishing it off and, and the closing the deal. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the staff. You know what, Terry? I've got a great coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You're with them a lot. They are just quality people, yep. and they they love our players. I think our players love and respect them, and they have continued to grind. You know, it's not easy. You know, we're struggling a little bit. You're not winning as much. We recruit top 20 players in the country, and sometimes that's hard to get on the phone after a couple losses and say, you know, because you've got to talk to that player, and now are they losing interest in us now because we haven't had kind of the season we expected and on and on. But Jackie, Jody, Sadie, Gianna, Brielle, they're amazing. They're amazing. They're easy to work with each and every day. And, and listen, they, they carry me. I mean, they, you know, you see it. Yep. I mean, they're the backbone of the uh, of the program. That was cool for Coach Graves to, to mention that. We're going to continue get a break. Uh, Joey Mack here with you. Terry Johns and Kelly Graves already in Las Vegas. Part two of their chat when we come back on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Dear winter, Toyota's got 20 vehicles with available all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. And that's more than any other auto brand. You bring the action, and we'll bring the traction. Always Toyota. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturers' websites as of 11-21-22. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference, make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. Dear Winter, Toyota's got 20 vehicles with available all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive, and that's more than any other auto brand. So you bring the action, and we'll bring the traction. Always Toyota. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturers' websites as of 11-21-22. You're listening to Oregon Basketball from Learfield. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. Thank you. 
Back on Tip-Off Tuesday, presented by Toyota, getting ready for postseason. It's here tomorrow, 2.30 tip-off for Oregon women's basketball, taking on their rival in Washington. 2 o'clock pregame show with Terry Johns. Part two of their conversation, that is Coach Graves and Terry Johns as we get ready for postseason play in Las Vegas. Yeah, when you go recruiting, I know you. we've talked about this before. I think when you first came, I, I, I've never forgotten this, that you, when you look at a recruit, you make sure you go watch them practice. Because you want to see, are you winning the drills? Are you doing that? Or are you just Cadillacing it and just, you know, because they know you're there. And that was one of the things. But other things that you look for when you're recruiting? Well, I always look for five things, you know, when I'm when I'm watching players. Number one, athletic ability. It's an athletic game. Yep. And I think we've got to get more athletic. Mm-hmm. It's changing even more. Number two, skill set. The way we play, we play a skilled game. We don't just roll out the balls and let our players just get after it, right? Uh, number three is upside or potential. You know, you look for those players like Philly. Hey, you know, she's yeah. going to grow. She's going to get better. Uh, fourth is um, uh, basketball IQ. Do they understand, again, we play kind of that game, a pro game that really takes thought. And fifth and most important is championship character. And that's I, – I, I list it fifth because it's the last thing you find out about that player. Like you said, it's going to practice. It's getting into their homes, doing a home visit. You see how they treat their parents, their siblings, their coaches. You know, I've crossed kids off my list for lots of things, lots of reasons that have nothing to do with their basketball ability. So those are the things that I really uh, look at in recruiting. And, yeah, you – and it's become more and more important with the portal now. You know, you really do need to get players that are buying into what you're doing. And I, and I told our staff, and we've been fortunate, we've recruited and signed top 20 players, McDonald's All-Americans, and on and on and on. But look at some of the teams that are at the top of our conference right now. Utah, they don't have any McDonald's All-Americans on their team. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have a, a, a type of player that they like to recruit, and that's what they go get. Colorado, same thing. You know, and they ended up taking third. And I want to give those coaches a shout-out, by the way, because they're both really great friends. I've known Lynn since she was a player, and she's been one of my best friends. And just I'm so happy for her. No-brainer coach of the year. And then Jr. of course, who you know I love and, and uh, coached. And she, I, I was her coach, and she coached with me for years. And, and they had an amazing year, finished uh, first and third respectively. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, they were one, two in my votes on the media vote for uh, coach. A no-brainer. With yeah, all due respect was. to Tara, you know, who could be the coach of the year every year because she does such an outstanding job, I'm just really happy for those two. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned the home visits. I was I was going to bring that up, and I'm, I'm glad you did. Because this weekend, I mean, the, the seniors, their parents were here. I saw Tahina's extended family met them down after the game on Saturday. And I just walked away thinking, I mean, every one of them, I'm like – the character, and you can see where it comes from parents. And you say, you, when you go to the home visit, I mean, that's what you're looking for, and you're just, you know, and seeing if there's a connection. Oh, absolutely. It's so vital to get in to someone's home and have a chance to spend two or three hours with them, you know, share a meal or, or whatever. And uh, you get to see the quality of the family uh, and that person and, and uh, you know, the recruit. You're, you're, you nailed it. Uh, the, we have great parents. We have yeah. great we have great character kids on the team. I thought this the whole senior weekend, you know, we won. That helps. The banquet, uh, the senior night festivities, I thought was so well done. So kudos to the whole Oregon staff for putting that together. Uh, we have great seniors, and I, I don't know if we're going to have a chance to talk about them today, but Elise and Taylor Hosendove, you know, have, have really, they've only been here the two years, but, uh, you know, are, are just 
such great individuals, you know, character, good kids. Uh, Taya Hansen has endeared herself to our oh, fan yeah. base in one short year. That's about as good a person as you're going to ever see in your life, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then, obviously, India, you know, and there's still – she she could – come back i think she's still deciding i know she's on the draft board we'll see what uh you know i'm going to get have a better picture for her so she can make a better decision here uh coming up but uh just what a great uh a great senior class the uh pac-12 tournament as you get ready good i wanted you to comment on the seniors the uh the pac-12 tournament washington coming up first but just looking at this bracket i'm going some people are saying, well, it's going, it's going to be Stanford and uh, or Utah. Yeah, Stanford and Utah in the championship. I don't think that's such a sure deal this year that it, it's pretty wide open. Yeah, and it could well be. But I think anybody who's been following the Pac-12 is going to say, and that's not a sure thing. Yeah, I think it's as wide open as it's been. I, You know, listen, we're the best conference in the country. I, I yeah. think that that is no question. Two number one seeds in the last uh, bracketology. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, but I'm not sure it's as good on top as it has been where we were really dominant over a three-year period. Stanford has been just really dominant. Uh, And then there were the rest, and the bottom wasn't that good. I think the bottom – I mean, look at us. We're in the 8-9 game, and our our net this morning was 18. 18. I mean, it's it's crazy uh, those, those kind of numbers. So yeah, I think it's it's wide open, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I mean, why not throw the Ducks into that mix too? I mean, we're playing well, and uh, you know, it obviously we got to win that first one. But then you know, who knows after that? Yeah, it's you know kind of uh, different with going into the tournament. I mean, you play in Washington for the third time, uh, home each one at your home, mm-hmm. and now a neutral site. Are there kind of wrinkles thrown in when you do that? Because you can't, you know each other so well. You always do. I mean, it's amazing if, if the fans could ever look at a scouting report and see how well you know the other team, yeah. and they're doing the same thing to you. And sometimes you wonder what, you know, the first two or three minutes, nobody scored. Sometimes that will happen. Is there a wrinkle thrown in? It's kind of a feeling out process by each team. Oh, well, that's new. We didn't see that on film. Does that happen? Does that yeah, work? a little bit. You know, a little bit. You try to, you know, dissect what worked and what didn't work the last time. So you try to accentuate what, what worked, and then you try to fix what didn't. And so, yeah, there's always adjustments. That's why I love the NBA playoffs, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, every game is yeah. something different. But the reality is we're dealing with some teenagers and, and stuff. Well, after 28 games or 29 games, whatever we've played, you're going to kind of be who you are at this point. And, uh, you know, you just now it comes down to who plays better on that night, uh, who plays harder, who gets some breaks. And doesn't it seem like this is a year we just didn't get a ton of breaks? No. (laughs) You know, it comes and goes. And um, and, and so hopefully our our fortunes are going to turn a little bit. All we can do is just go down and play as hard as we can and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, there were a lot of 24% three-point shooters came out and hit three of them or something. It seemed seemed like. Quick word on Washington. Who are they? Well, they're unique. You know, uh, they they run just kind of a motion that doesn't involve a lot of screen, uh, ball screens. You know, it seems like everybody nowadays runs ball screens. They spread you out and they they cut. They uh, you know they have good talent. They spread that that the the wealth of talent out. You know, they they don't have a ton of uh, like big time scores, but they all do a little bit. They play really hard. They play good defense, and they uh, you know they try to create turnovers and play that kind of a style. Listen, they beat Stanford. Yes, you know. Uh, that's why they ended up getting the higher seed because of that 
their their best win was better than our best win in conference. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good matchup. We're two rivals, and uh, it's kind of neat that we're playing in the first round. Well, let's go to Vegas and let it fly, baby, right? Yeah, yeah. And remember the last time we played Washington in the Pac-12 tournament, we were a six seed. Yep. They were the yep. three seed in Seattle yep. with Kelsey Plum her really? last year, and, and we knocked them off. And that was the, the start of a really good run. Remember that? Yep. Man alive. That's so, one of my favorite games. Yeah. And Kelsey, <laughs> 10 thousand Husky fans were there. Yep. And then we, you know, that got us into the tournament, a yep. 10 seed, and, and we took that and ran and beat the seven uh, Temple, beat the two Duke on their home floor, and then beat three Maryland before uh, we were the 110th straight victim of the Yukon <laughs> Huskies. <laughs> yeah, but that well, that was a heck of a fun year oh, and a great ride. It was amazing. It was amazing. But let's go do it again. I like that. Let's go do it again. Terry Johns talking with Kelly Graves. Tip-off Tuesday presented by Toyota. And, you know, hey, I've been saying this for the men's team, that this is a lot like the 2019 squad for the men, where there are some similarities, right? Team that kind of is up and down, up and down, never really gelled, then suddenly they go on a run, make it to the Sweet 16, you know? That Oregon women's team, very young squad, Figured it out late, went on a great run into the Elite Eight. You never know. You know, Chuck Barton on tip-off Tuesday last week, Oregon men's assistant, he said that momentum is always just a a day away. In sports, it's always a game away. Sometimes it's a play away. That's what the postseason's all about. That's what makes the postseason so much fun. So for Oregon women's basketball, let's take a look at the bracket one more time. UCLA and Arizona State in the 5-12 game. That's the game in front of Oregon tomorrow. The Ducks and the Huskies scheduled to tip off at about 2.30 Pacific time. No matter what, Terry John's on the air with a 2 o'clock pregame show from Las Vegas. And then Washington State and Cal are in the evening session at 6 o'clock, 7 versus 10. And then USC, number 6 seed versus number 11 seed Oregon State in the second game of the evening session. Arizona's the 4 seed, Stanford's the 1. That means Stanford awaits the winner of Washington and Oregon. And then Utah, the number 2 seed, and Colorado, the number 3 seed. And I agree with what Terry said. I think this is wide open this year. It's one of those tournaments where Stanford maybe doesn't get the win. And Oregon squarely on the bubble for the NCAA tournament with a top 20 net ranking. Who knows what's going to happen. One more tip-off Tuesday next week, hopefully reviewing a very successful trip to Vegas for the Oregon women and previewing a trip to Vegas for the Oregon men. Men's basketball senior weekend. We'll see you at Matthew Knight Arena. Go Ducks! You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. And you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When you're high, you feel different. 
You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. has been tip-off Tuesday on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by Toyota. Let's go places. Tonight's show has also been brought to you by Pepsi and Bigfoot Beverages. Go Ducks! Drink Pepsi. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.